back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. You know, I've been uh, thinking this week about uh, more discipline-related issues around setting loving limits for kids. And I was having a conversation with a dear mother about behavior modification in particular. You know, the system that uh, came, it became really popular in the 1980s when um, a, a Dr. Skinner, you know, came up with this whole system based on rewards and punishments, uh, removal of privileges, giving of privileges, gold stars. And, um, you know, many parents bought into it. And the, and the problem with it is that it worked. <laughs> and it worked for, you know, a couple of months, maybe six months, but the kids eventually work out how how to sort of game the system, really. And I was talking to this mom about who'd been using behavior modification. And she said, you know, is it terrible? Is it a really an evil thing? I did it and it really seemed to help. And boy, you know, what can I do now? I'm feeling guilty about it, but it seemed to work. And, you know, it was a really... It was a, a great conversation because it's a lovely mom. And, um, you know, today in the Simplicity Diary, what I want to do is just outline a few of the, the dangers of behavior modification and then, and then to sort of soften that a little bit by saying, well, you know, if you are doing it, if you are doing the if-then thing, like if you do that, then you will not be able to you know, because basically the if behavior modification can be summarized in just two words, if, then. And, um, and if those two words appear in one sentence, you're using behavior modification, right? But it gives kids, <clears throat> excuse me, it gives kids a lot of choices and often choices way ahead of their brain development and their ability to understand cause and effect, to understand truly the implications of their choices. And, you know, in the Soul of Discipline book, uh, I had a lot of fun in pulling out notes from these notebooks that I walk around with uh, of things that I have actually heard kids say to parents. And I, I want to read a couple of them out to you because they, they're kind of amusing, but at the same time sort of hard as, as well. So the first one, and this is a danger of of BMOD, of behavior mod, is when kids sort of start to get involved in the bargaining chips and they say things, and I heard a child say this in a supermarket line once, well, I'll do it, I'll do it for three cookies and a soda. (laughs) And I expected the mother to say, you know, this is not up for discussion, honey, this is what's happening. But no, what she said was, no you only may have one cookie and a soda. And so the conversation went on. You can imagine where that one went. There's also what I call cost-benefit analysis, where um, I heard a kid, a parent once say, if you don't stop that young man, you will not be having any lasagna tonight. And then the child answered the the mum, right at the right, sort of right there, looked right at her. Well, I don't like your lasagna anyway, so I'm not going to stop. 
Do you, you know, when that happened, I could almost see the kid's wheels turning, the little like synaptial activity in his brain as he figured it out. Um, I heard a dad once say to his son, if you don't stop that, then we are not going to go to Sophie's place to play this afternoon. I'm sorry. And then the child, you could see him thinking. And he said, he said to the child, he said to his dad, well, I don't, I don't like Sophie anyway. She's boring. You like her mother. And the dad turned beetroot red and like, where do you go to after that kind of conversation? The other thing uh, that behavior modification, when you're rewarding and punishing and so on, is that you turn your kid, if you're not careful, into an expert negotiator. And again, um, you know, you, you, you can... You turn them into what we call in Australia bush lawyers, like amateur lawyers. And um, here's what a child told her mum when the when the mum that wasn't going so well, and it was right in the waiting room of of the clinic I was working in. And she said, "You didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. So there can be no consequences. You have to prove it first. You see. <laughs> And the mum later told me, she said, every small point is up for negotiation and it's utterly exhausting and humiliating to be spoken to that way by a five-year-old, often in public, right? Um, I remember one mum, in response to that, pulled when a child would continually say, prove it, prove it. The mum would keep this tiny little notebook in her pocket and pull it out and, and, and read from it of what was said and, and the time it was said. Then the child would say, no, I didn't say that. And it was, gosh, you know, I felt so sorry for that mum who'd basically, you know, it's almost like the feeling of the, of the incredible shrinking adult, you know, because the child is five and the mum is not five, right? It's just not attractive. And then there's upping the ante. Um, and this is, this is all about privileges, you know, the privileges you're given and the privileges that are taken away. And this, you know, I actually heard a, a younger child say to a father, no, the privilege needs to be better. And it's like, oh boy, that's hard, right? And, and the dad was trying to think up how the privilege could be better. Then there's sort of leverage removal. And this one is a, um, it's a tough one because the kids, this comes sort of like three, four, five months into behavior mod regime where kids just say, no, I don't want it because you're just going to take it away. No, I don't want any privileges. And they actually will refuse to accept things from parents because if they don't accept them, don't accept gifts, don't accept any you know, number of different privileges, then, right, then they can do whatever they want because they've got nothing to be taken away. It's kind of like discipline zen in a, in a weird way. And then there's hostage taking, right? And that's, that's really hard where, where, you know, you're offering a child you know, rewards or marbles or whatever for, let's say, for going to sleep, all right? 
And the child basically figures it out and says stuff like, I'll only go to sleep if you lay next to me. And, and, and you feel like you're being held hostage, right? And that all these things come out of very well-meant no, you know, behavior modification. No one means to mess up a child by doing this. No one means to sort of uh, create a, a, a hostage taker, you know, or a, or a sort of a, a negotiator, a cost benefit analyzer. But these are the things that can happen. So I was talking to this mum about this, and she said, "Well." I've got to back out of this a little bit more gracefully. If I go cold turkey, if I just stop doing this, then it's going to be really hard. And so um, I sort of reached into my memory, and because I've worked with quite a number of parents and chatted with them about how to do this. And what we did is we came up with an idea. And the idea was that basically... If, if a privilege is given, a reward is given, the reward should be kind of secondary to connection. What I mean by that practical example is that if you're going to, for example, give a young child a sticker, and let's say it's the classic one, it's a gold star. What about sitting with a child and saying, you know, it was really helpful today when you know, you help me unload all those groceries this is speaking to a young child right and you were such a good help and uh, um, we're going to i'm going to give you yep that sticker that you wanted and then put the gold star sticker you know, on the page and then draw a picture around it and sit with the child and do a lovely picture that actually incorporates the star so that the star is a reward of sorts, but the real reward, the real affirmation comes from connection with the parent so that over time you can begin to dial back the reward punishment thing if you've got into that um, and dial up the connection. And when that's been done, Uh, over the years of meeting with parents and chatting with them it goes very very well because that is what the parent that's what the parent wants is connection that's what the child wants is connection but as you're drawing and here's the, the 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 sort of undercurrent or subtext piece of this you can be chatting with a child just a little bit about why it was that you were so pleased that they helped with or when they you were they were asked to do something they just did it and you can chat with them about how helpful that was to you and and emphasize the relationship that that you're talking about not the reward and in a nutshell that's that's a way to move on or layer down from just pretty mechanistic behavior modification is to focus on relationship rather than reward. And that was a practical few practical ways and examples of how that's done. So I hope that was helpful. There's the rescue package from behavior modification. It's all about relationship 
and not about reward. <laughs> okay, I hope that was helpful. Bye-bye for now.